Er, Punky, why are you crying because the challenger blew up? Er, Punky, you're in the bagel basket. The writer's bagel basket. You owe me 15 grand, pal. I love you! That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kerland, and we are back for episode two of season four, and we have a return guest to talk about Punky Brewster, Accidents Happen. Do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> you want me to introduce myself? I thought I was going to get a grand introduction by you, Scott. Get it together. But you introduced yourself the last three times. Ugh. Fine. I'll introduce myself as the infamous Ali Bartolini. <laughs> So we're talking about, for Not Your Average Saturday Morning, the Punky Brewster episode that happened a week after the Challenger exploded. <laughs> the season two finale of Punky Brewster was all about the Challenger. This was the finale? This was the finale. I mean, that's pretty heavy for a finale. Uh, I, I researched, first off, all of season two of Punky Brewster was depressing as fuck. This was a really depressing episode. Oh, I I raised right. It was nothing happening with it. I raise you this being depressing. The last five episodes leading up to it, Henry's uh, Henry's photo studio burns down. He has a heart attack. Goes into the hospital. Punky gets placed back in foster care. And so then, this is light. <laughs> yeah, th- then then a rich couple is going to adopt her, and then poor Henry has to raise like $50,000 to try and keep Punky. I mean, he should have sold that vintage camera as opposed to giving it to Punky as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that episode, I didn't watch it. I was reading it because I did not have time because I was too busy doing research on the Challenger <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> um, but I think that episode arc ends with him adopting her officially and that's why in this one he's like i'm her father buzz aldrin you're right he did say that does he say that in like any other episode that does he make a claim to punky like that in like that grand of a way moving forward he does but not previously i think it ends with him adopting her which like the he, yeah oh like like he's 68 in the show at this point so george gains really? Yeah, George Gaines, I said that I was going to tell you when he died. You guessed he, before we started recording that he died in 2010. Yes, that was my He guess. died three years ago. Dead. Oh. Stop it. Oh, wait, 2016, four years ago. Oh, I wasn't that far off for someone, I mean, when you think about it. I mean, but it, it's, the, it's the difference of, of him being uh, 89 and he died at being 100. <laughs> That's crazy. Or like 98. Like he he was almost 100 years old when he died. Also, can we talk about his accent? (laughs) 
Yes. What's happening with his accent? Where is he from? Why does he sound like that? I don't understand. It's the old Hollywood transatlantic that Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn way of talking like, you know, you're not no, quite. Yeah. yeah, like like he's old Hollywood talking. But in the 80s, he would be like, oh, punky, bodacious, radical, cowabunga. <laughs> he's also, I found a picture. I'm going to send you a picture right now in the chat. But uh, here's a link to what he looked like back in the nine, uh, back in like when he started out as an actor. This is from his Wikipedia. This was his headshot from like the early 20s until I want to say the 60s. But if you click on the link. Clicking on the link. Whoops. <gasps> hubba hubba right wow fap 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 humming a humming a humming <laughs> wow i mean he's henry super... watermont indeed <laughs> he's dreamy yeah wow yeah well, now see i feel like the voice that he does in punky goes more with that headshot than it does with yeah. his current look <laughs> <laughs> his flabby body Oh, in the dress, I can't. Yeah. Wow. So do you, do you want to? So we had to create a rule. You know my dad. We had to create a rule specifically for my dad. It's oh, called really? the. It's called either the blockbuster TV guide rule, aka the John Curlin rule. So in less than a paragraph, in TV guide, what would this episode say? Oh my gosh. In less than one paragraph, he what spent would an this- entire episode going through like. A quick synopsis. A quick synopsis. Yeah. Punky reflects on a life-altering challenge Earth. that is gets brought. I don't know. I can't. I'm, I'm so bad at this. This I can't. I can't sum this up because I mean, it's there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. I mean. She starts reflect. I mean, it starts out her reflecting back on what's happening. She's trying to like emotionally work through like a big um, moment in history that really kind of shapes how she feels um, in regards to chasing her dreams. You know, you know that the TV guide in like '86 would have been like Punky in her class watch a TV show and get very sad. I know. <laughs> yeah, no. Why? I, 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 speaking of Punky's class, why do they not call? Why do they call the teacher by his first name? Yeah, that, that's that was my biggest question. First off, that's TK Carter. Because he used to run like Fenster Hall. The Leading up to it, he used to run the the orphanage or the group home that Punky was in, and then oh really? I guess I guess during the day, while the his foster kids were at at you know orphanage school, he was getting his masters to become a teacher. Well, why wouldn't he just teach at orphanage school? Like, why would he go to public school? Because he tested so well that they liked him and they wanted to make him a regular. That's interesting. I just, I don't understand why all the kids call him by his first name. Yeah, that, like, I would never call a teacher by their first name. 
Oh my God. The only time you ever did it is like when you were in high school and you were doing like a direct study with like your dean or like your favorite teacher. And like by the end of the year, you were calling them by their first name. Yeah, but you were graduating in like a week. So, and you would, and you wouldn't even really do it to their face. Like you would do it like in reference to them. Yes. Or joking with them. Like you would never just be like, hey. Yeah. Also, these kids are, their choices for, for career day as they're going to call it which career day i i argue it's not what you want to be when you grow up growing up career day is when you brought your parents and you were embarrassed that you know your parents were in class and talking about how they were a lawyer for wills not saying anything about my dad (laughs) (laughs) or bankruptcy never come to career day they never came to any sort of anything in regards to school like yeah, they my, never my, volunteered that they couldn't yeah my my mom couldn't because she was a teacher as was yours but my dad never came yeah like I'm, I'm messing on john with no h um but yeah like sam chase never showed up no important i i would love to see i would love to see uncle sam show up <laughs> We're talking about computers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the only time he ever came to like any sort of like school function is when he was on like the finance committee and like when he started doing like town politics and we'd do like town government stuff. Like he would take the day off to like kind of show up and do town government things. Yeah, because you have to but be an official. A- yeah. So he had a purpose. They kind of, you know, it was a big deal. <laughs> But my argument is that this is not career day. This is what I want to be when I grow up. Oh, I mean, can we talk? Who was the girl that Margot? Margot. Has she wanted to be Vanna White? Yeah. Which at this point, Vanna White was in a scandal. I know. Yeah, she she had the Playboy scandal because she was yeah she was in Playboy and and she broke her contract and they're like, no one wants to see your butt, Vanna. I mean, I beg to differ on that. She has a good butt. But I mean, I I was kind of shocked that that was, that was kind of put on there. Well, and that... Yeah. Also, she didn't look like a game show hostess. Margot, who I'm going to refer... Like a flapper. She also kind of looked like Miss Piggy. Yeah. Okay. Is that too mean? No, it's not too mean. Did she get a nose job when she got older? Like, there's... She looks so much different in Troop Beverly Hills. Well, she's a lot older in Troop Beverly Hills, too. And she doesn't have those bad bangs. Not those bad really. bangs were really bad. Troop Beverly Hills was two years after this episode. Or a year after this episode. But, I mean, but, I mean a lot. You grow up a lot. Like, as a girl, like, in that age bracket. Yeah. Like, cause how old is she? 12? 13? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, there's a big difference between, I, like, being a 12-year-old girl and, like, a 13-year-old girl. Like, I mean, she could have, like, just puberty nbc had to cancel punky brewster because soleil moon fry hit puberty i know didn't she get a boob reduction yeah she she poured so much that she went under the knife and like kind of tried to dial it back a little bit yeah but it wasn't until after the show was canceled i feel like i need to watch the last season of punky to like see how old she looks in comparison to this because she's really little like she's like she's small like she's short like like really little she looks real she looks like she's eight right but by time the show ends like she's 
they have her wearing like a lot of baggy clothes and like a lot of layers. Like she talked about it once. They they body shamed her and it's awful. Oh, I remember. I remember. So I'm gonna refer to I feel like that's a whole other episode. Oh yeah. I'm gonna refer to uh Margot as Troop Beverly Hills, uh Alan as not Peter Billingsley, not a Christmas story. I love I love that he dressed up as um Rambo and he had like a muscle man bodysuit. <laughs> yeah, so problematic because he wants to be Rambo. Rambo was a Vietnam War veteran. <laughs> And the reason, like, like it, it would be like him coming up into the class and, and being like, yeah, I want to be, like, a veteran of of this awful war. And he also had, like, a machine gun with him. Yeah. Uh, so in the last episode we talked about in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Billy the Kid brings a gun into the school. Alan brings a gun into the school. I mean, you can't even... Do, I mean, you can't do anything now. I mean, that would be... No. That's awful. No, no, you can't do jack squat anymore. No. On, on top of that, Cherry... <laughs> Cherry Johnson, Family Matters star Cherry Johnson, was like, I want to be an architect because it was the last thing I could think of. Do you, did you like her outfit, too? That was so <laughs> 80s with, like, the big bow and the suit. Do you know who she looked like? She looked like the the flight attendant from planes trains and automobiles uh <laughs> she does a really good comparison yeah she, she looked exactly like uh uh the principal principal rooney's uh secretary from from ferris bueller <laughs> yes outfit. that's so true <laughs> that's what i thought she was gonna be like i want to be a real estate agent i want to be a flight attendant <laughs> a flight attendant anything but an architect and did you see like what she mentioned when she said she wanted to be an architect, I really feel like she wanted to be um, in real estate and be um, like a landlord with how she presented like her diverse, like urban design, like area that she wanted to be in because she mentioned that she wanted people of all like colors and races to have like equal opportunity to live like in the city. But then she wanted to be a mogul so that she could jack up the rent. So this is true. So, (laughs) So basically, she wanted to create Williamsburg, Brooklyn. This is true. This is true. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into bed and I'm going to kick out all of the homeless people, and I'm going to flip it around. Sorry, Beastie Boys. <laughs> I mean, very. this is what she wanted. Well, and then Punky shows up. Everyone else is in class on time, and Punky just shows up in the middle of the class, interrupting. She brought that dog everywhere. Why is the dog's name Brandon? Uh, because I think it's something depressing. It's Punky Brewster, so it's probably depressing as shit. Like, Brandon was my dad who I watched get hit by a car after he was doing heroin. Like, Can you imagine? <laughs> this is how I found dad dead. So I'm going to name this I dog. Do the dog, though. The dog is really cute. The crazy, The crazy thing about Brandon is a year before this, like the entire season, he's this tiny little puppy with different fur, and then he becomes gigantic Brandon. Oh, I guess I never even thought about that. I guess the dog wasn't cute enough. That's interesting. He was just a puppy in the first two in the first season. Yeah, this is season two. 
Yeah, this is season two. So all of season one, he was a fluffy puppy. And then she they come back for season two, and he is a full-grown dog. Yeah, different hair color, too. Dark brown. I mean, he is very golden-looking. Yeah. Well, if you remember on Full House, they actually had Comet age. Throughout they the did sh- have Comet age. You're right. So I, I, I'm going with my theory that Brandon wasn't cute enough so they had to get a bigger dog. Womp womp. Too bad, Bran. Well, he knows magic, so. He he does, and he can wink. That was creepy as... That, cause, How did they do that? I mean, this is the 80s. I mean, I don't... It, that's what I was thinking. Like, they didn't have CGI. Like, <laughs> did they put peanut butter on his eye? <laughs> so that he would, like, did try they to actually blink? make him wink like that? It's kind of creepy. Uh, everything that Brandon does. Like, so, going into the future, the series ends with Brandon having a wedding. <laughs> Oh, it does? Yes. To whom? A dog named Brenda. Stop it. Another B named dog? Yeah. Brandon and Brenda. Yep. I would I wish they would cut to to them like in the future and they have this like who's afraid of Virginia Wolf marriage? Like <laughs> <laughs> your Chihuahua friend was was storming the place again, Brandon. I told you. Pretty wild. <laughs> like Liz Taylor and Richard Burton. <laughs> God, can you imagine? He just throws a dog drink across the. He needs to be wearing that that bow tie that Cherry had on and her architect. Uh, <laughs> Cher- Cherry's <laughs> bow tie. Would, would be- so, if you notice, the kids in the back of the class kind of had like creepier costumes. One kid wanted to. be... One of them wanted to be a, a, a jewel heist person. Is yeah, that what they said he wanted to be, and he was sitting next to a <laughs> sitting Police next officer. to a cop. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, there was a clown in front of them, and I was thinking, does she want to be a clown, or does she want to be John Wayne Gacy? Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. I think I was too into the fact that he was dressed up as, like, a ninja and was like, I want to rob banks. Yeah, there should have been one kid who's like, I want to be Superman. I, that whole The whole thing was just crazy, because Punky, Punky and Cherry were the only ones that had, like, really legitimate, like, careers, if you will. Why didn't they show um, them being back in class with them watching, like, the footage? I would have. Okay, this is going to get dark, but I would have paid good money to just show them being like, 10, 9, 8. That's what I mean. Me too. And then, like, uh, oh, no. It's just wild. And and Now, I, I I have a dumb question. Okay. Just because I... I'm obviously, I, I know about, you know, the Challenger and everything blowing and all that depressing stuff. Is that, that's Krista McAuliffe, correct? Yeah, that was Krista McAuliffe. A okay. Framingham that's what I, teacher. I was like, I feel, that's what I wanted to mention because, you know, obviously like we're from Massachusetts. So, I mean, that's something that we do as a, as a field trip. We would go to Framingham State College and we would go and they have like the whole McAuliffe Center. And we learned about that. Yeah. And she but, was supposed to be the first teacher in space, blah, blah, blah. But go, going back to that, for them to train astronauts, that was one thing that they offered at Framingham State College was that you can learn how to be an astronaut. It was basically a bunch of desks. <laughs> like, as a kid, I'm like, this place is awesome. Mm-hmm. I went back a few years later and I'm like, this is a bunch of senior desks with headsets. 
My friend Ashley went to Framingham State College and that was like her on-campus job, like doing the tours and things like that of the Krista McAuliffe Center. What if it got really dark and be like, oh no, there's an engine malfunction and then like the ship blows up? <laughs> oh, like a simulated like blow up? I, I think that they should do that. The I Challenger they experience? Make these real. Yeah, the Challenger experience. It's, it's almost like a like a ride at Disney World, like gone wrong. Like, you know, you can have like those simulated Like the things. mission to yeah. Mars. Yeah. Challenge Basically. the Challenger. Now, well, this is my other thing. Did it blow up like in the, like, like it launched and it blew up right in the middle? Like it never really made it anywhere. Right it as not? it was approaching the atmosphere to break the atmosphere. I feel like it was, they touched upon it. Like when they came back, like after Punky, like has her very dramatic, breakdown with henry which it's it's so funny because like watching this you always think like oh so cute blah 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 but in the 80s i feel like everything it felt like everyone was very much acting everyone is just it's very much they're acting it reminds me of do you remember on snl anytime uh scarlett johansson was on uh her and vanessa bear would be the child actors who would always talk like this like they have yes that's exactly what it's like yeah, I will probably insert that clip right here. My name is Jordan Belfort. On a daily basis, I consume enough drugs to sedate Manhattan, Long Island, and Queens for a month. I take pot to mellow me out, cocaine to wake me back up again, and morphine, well, because it's awesome! I feel like all the emotions that, like, Soleil Moonfry had, like, as Punky was very, um, overdone. Also, Punky is smart, but she's also very dumb because she's like, Henry, I know you want me to follow in your foot shoes. You know it's footsteps. Like, and then... I know. And then she doesn't know how to write diary. That was... I. That seemed a little... I didn't like that. I didn't like that editing. And I didn't like the production value on that. Like in the beginning when she had like, kind of, um, not like a, it's not like a dream sequence because obviously like it happened, it's like more of a memory and she's kind of like retelling the story. But I just didn't, I don't, I don't know. It's, I feel like I don't have an appreciation for like 80s sorts of like sit, sitcoms like this. Cause this is, cause what year was this? 1980. Okay, 1986. I feel like there's a big difference between like 89 and like early 90s and then like 80 to like, you know, to like 88. And I know everything was done on like a soundstage. Like I like to use Full House as an example. Like they had like a whole soundstage and, but I mean, it looks, it, it looks like a soundstage. Oh yeah. We, so, so last year or two years ago, we did uh, the Mr. Belvedere episode where Wesley's friend gets AIDS. Like. Oh, yeah. But the laugh track on that one was so upsetting. Like, you can tell that filmed in front of a live studio audience was a polite euphemism for, like, no, we have a bunch of robot voices laughing. It's it's just weird to me that they do that that's how they did it. Because I think maybe because I I watch so much television, it's a little pathetic, that I'm so used to everything being shot, like, on on location now when did they start doing that like switching to like filming stuff on location i think scrubs really started that like in 2000 2001 i like so this is a whole conversation for a different day but i scott you obviously i have a deep-seated love for like gilmore girls 
Mm-hmm. And that was on a soundstage. I feel like it's just so much better. But that's because it was than- a drama. And Warner Brothers. So all of the, the WB shows were sound stages. Dawson's Creek. Um, but they look so much better. But I mean, because, it's obviously a different time too. Well, so. they're actually using the movie sound stages that they would film an actual movie on. Like um, uh, the center of Stars Hollow, like if you go to the left, it's actually the, the uh, Hill, uh, Hill Valley from Back to the Future. That's wild. So, and the fountain um, in Hocus Pocus is the fountain from Friends. I know. Isn't that crazy? It, it's insane. But this was like, NBC's like, here, here's $500,000. Build something. Don't make it look too good. <laughs> <laughs> like her, like the, um, like the school and just like, even outside her window, like her, her bedroom, number one is crazy. Like how did Henry get that all set up? What is her bed made out of? Why does it look like that? I mean, it's almost like um, like a Pee Wee's Playhouse sort of yeah. like a look. There should be like a Rube Goldberg device like to get her into bed. <laughs> and why do all of these bedrooms like in the 80s have these massive windows that have like window seats that they could sit at and look longingly like at the moon or like downtown or... It's just You're talking about the like Torkelsons, aren't you? Everything, everything. I mean, even like Clarissa explains it all, where Sam can climb into the window, like everything. Like, Boy Meets World? Yep, everything. The big windows that people can climb in and out of that we can have a lot of things happen. Yeah. It was the 90s and the 80s. <laughs> the craziest thing about this episode that I wish that they showed, we were talking about wanting to see them... Um, watch the challenger i wish they they showed the challenger yes but i wanted to see mike cry is that dark because they're she punky's like and then mike started crying i'm like oh my god i would love to see that like everyone's like mike are you okay i mean could they not show that because he doesn't have it in him like he couldn't act it out like they maybe they tried it and they were like no you suck at this we can't we can't show this because it's not realistic enough I'm guessing standards and practices were like, you can't show anyone watching it. Like the first time I ever remember them showing anything of the Challenger footage was a few years ago when Glow uh, on Netflix <laughs> was, they had the two uh, actresses that Allison Brie and uh, Betty Gilpin as their characters watching the Challenger and they're in character doing like, the the Russian wrestler versus the American wrestler, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Allison Brie is like, "I will crush them, those challenger." And then, like as she says it, the challenger explodes right behind her, and they're like, "Oh, y- you need to stop! You need to stop!" <laughs> like that's the only time I remember anyone showing wow. footage of the challenger. I mean, they've been trying to make this movie. I feel like for it's years. kind of really, yeah. Michelle Williams has the rights to Kristen McAuliffe's life. Michelle Williams, the actress, not Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. I, I knew who you were getting at. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. How come I mean, it can't get made? Because no one wants to spend two hours knowing that it's going to end with everyone dying. I mean, I do. I would watch that. It, it would be incredibly depressing. But yeah. Um, 
so I was thinking about so we're recording two days after Chadwick Boseman died. Um and I was thinking oh. about that that is like his death is like the biggest tragedy probably in a very long time. Like that just caught everyone off guard. I say as I report inside my house after I've been quarantining for almost five months. Um but that feels like a tragedy of this level because no one expected it to happen. Just like nine 11. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's stuff that c catches you off guard. And I was thinking about if they made like a punky Brewster, like show today and they had that, it would be like a kid who is obsessed with, with black Panther and Marvel movies. And he's about to meet Chadwick Boseman. And then like that day he gets like an alert on his phone because all kids have to have cell phones, um, that Chadwick oh, Boseman died. And it leads into what this show ends on. Thinking about, like, 80s sitcoms, it always ends with someone famous coming in to cheer them up. Like, if it was today, it would be, like, Josh Gad or, like, Don yeah. Cheadle or, or Angela Bassett, because we know kids love Angela Bassett. Just being like, it's okay. Sometimes people get sick and they don't talk about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that does happen. <laughs> but but it's the whole using a celebrity to make someone feel better. And they use Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> I mean, it was very poignant to use him because he was the first man on the moon. <laughs> Second man on the moon. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Second. I just I picture like them trying to contact Neil Armstrong. And he's like, I'm not fucking doing a kid's show. Oh, my God. I know. Second rate. You know, I, 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 that kind of blows me away because I totally forgot about Neil Armstrong. <laughs> but I get he did, they didn't ask him or he didn't want to do it or it's beneath him. I bet he didn't want to do it. Buzz Aldrin. Shows I wonder up, how Buzz. Buzz shows up on like random stuff. Back in like 2010, he showed up on 30 Rock as Liz Lemon's mom's new lover. Like, like. Really? Yeah. He shows up anywhere like he's like you need an astronaut here i am i got my space suit <laughs> i wonder how much he gets paid to do these cameos like Probably showing up like getting paid to be it I, I guess how much does an astronaut make do they make a, a lot a lot of money i mean you gotta imagine that it's the same as the air force because it's just a higher division of the air force that's kind of a letdown because i feel like people that are in the military don't make a lot of money like the way they test an astronaut is they shoot an airplane with no seats or anything up into the air and then they break zero gravity and then for like 30 seconds you can spin around apparently that's, that's how they made apollo that's how they made apollo 13 they just kept shooting a plane up and down into the air really yeah that's wow. how, yeah crazy right good old ronnie howard but that is, I, I still I love Ron Howard. I love Ron Howard too. Um, I still don't think that. How do I say too soon? Like, because this happened the same year. It came out like maybe two months or three months after the Challenger exploded. That's still way too soon. I mean, they not didn't, really. Not when you think about like all the things that they do now. now I feel like, but now it's different. Have, like an episode. Now, now is different. Well, I, you're right. It is a because, like back then, like, like it would happen, and then like the newspaper would get it, and then like news footage, 
but then you couldn't see it anywhere else where now we have so much digital media it's everywhere i feel like i always get an e-news alert about something right where back in the 80s you would have had to buy a newspaper or turn on the channel six news and that I mean, yeah was because henry didn't even know when he came home from school he had no idea why she was sent home oh punky what's wrong they... and she he went to go turn on the news to even know what she was talking about and she was like no henry don't don't put it on and it was I mean, she ran off into her room and he had to console her and he had no idea because he doesn't have a cell phone. He doesn't have an e-news alert. It's not on constantly. I mean, you had, you're right. You had to really wait and see what was happening. It was like a, your neighbor had to come in and knock on your door and be like, turn on the news. Such and such happened. That's why I feel like it was too soon in this, like this time period. If it was now, yeah, absolutely. Because we would have been desensitized. But back then, they didn't have that desensitization. Like, no, I don't know. Not at all. Yeah. Also, I would have loved to see like a scene of Henry watching it after Punky goes to sleep and you just hear it from Punky's room. Punky just wakes up and you just hear him go, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Those poor astronauts. <laughs> I love the I love the voice. <laughs> I love doing George Gaines's voice like. I, I love you doing George Gaines's voice, too. I mean, I, I think it's part of the best part of this. <laughs> oh, Punky, you have a dog named Brandon. I can't. The dog named Brandon. I just, I want him to have a different name. I just feel bad for Brandon because he shows up everywhere dressed in another stupid outfit. Also, maybe she shouldn't be an astronaut. Maybe she should be a fashion designer because, like, all of the stuff she creates, she creates herself. I mean, even her pajamas have her own spin on it. And they all have that do-rag around the left ankle. Why? Why with the do-rag? I don't understand that. Well, war is hell, and she got hurt. Basically. I mean, it's like a tourniquet. Like, she wears, like, a tourniquet everywhere. (laughs) That's why I believe that her dog was named after her dead dad. I still... They never explain how... Uh, We're going back to the dead dad theory. Well, I, I don't know how she became an orphan. Like, I just pictured, like, like a dad going, like, I'll be right back, Punky. I'm going to get some cigarettes. And then he never returns. Oh my God. I mean, is Punky kind of based off of, like, like Annie? I feel like it's kind of like Annie without songs. Yeah. It's, it's like new age Annie. Like, if Annie and Cyndi Lauper yeah. were... If Annie like, and Cyndi Lauper were the same person. Basically, well, basically. Henry is definitely not Daddy Warbucks. He can barely afford that two-bedroom apartment. That's a large apartment. Yeah, it's huge. For Chicago in the 80s, yeah, it's humongous. Massive. Yeah. Also, I love in the opening of the theme song, Henry walks by like a hobo and just steps over him. The hobo looks, again, the hobo looks like he's, a broke-ass clown sitting on the side of the road, like a hobo that you would see dressed up at, like, the circus. Get a job, you hippie. Uh, Basically, I mean, uh, is it supposed to be, like, a really rough, like, neighborhood that they live in? Like, why is there, like, a perfectly placed hobo? It's Chicago in the 80s. I mean, we spent... Our first episode we ever did, we spent at least 20 minutes talking about the opening of Small Wonder because that was the first episode we did where the dad just goes by the side of the road and cracks open a soda. That's weird. Yeah. So, uh, also we barely get Betty in this. We barely get 
Sherry's grandma, she has like one scene when she's doing a dress for herself and using Henry as a dummy, but we don't get that classic Betty Johnson wit. Now, wh- why? What's Cherry's story? Like, why does she live with the grandma? Like, where is her mom? Where is her dad? I don't remember Cherry having any like sort of like siblings or anything. I mean, I think the extent of like my Cherry knowledge is when she locks herself in that old refrigerator freezer and almost dies. Same season as this one. I know. Again, dark, dark, dark. Also, her cousin comes to visit and he drinks the stuff underneath the the uh, cabinet. Yes. Yeah. Why do season. they make such bad decisions? Apparently, the producers of the show love killing kids. <laughs> what sickos. I mean, but do they both, like, why does Sherry live with the grandmother? Um, I think her parents are dead or her mom's turning tricks or something. I don't know. I mean, it's Chicago in the 80s. Yeah. It's like you said, who knows? Chicago and New York in the 80s were interchangeable. Are Henry and um, Betty the same age? Yeah. Yeah. So so if Betty okay. dies and if Henry dies, both Cherry and, and Punky are screwed. Not really, because they have those lavish Chicago apartments. <laughs> no, they're going to Fenster Hall again. And then Mike's going to show up and be like, hey, what's going on? I'm sorry, but Mike talks like Beetlejuice. Yeah, he's... um. He's kind of creepy. Well, do you remember him from Saved by the Bell, the first season? No. He was Mr. Belding's assistant. Really? Milo. Apparently, he can only play people with four-letter M names. That's odd. Milo. What did he Milo. do besides that? Not much. Like, when the 90s came around, he was gone. That's sad to me. He he was like Steve Gutenberg. Now, was he on... Was he on- was he was he in was Good Morning Miss Bliss too or was it just That's Saved what by it was. Bell? That it was Good Morning Miss Bliss. It wasn't Say by the Bell. So, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, do you like, like that I knew that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So the craziest thing in this episode is not that Buzz Aldrin shows up. It's that Buzz Aldrin shows up shilling the Young Astronauts program, which was a program that lasted 2 years. I didn't even know that that was a real thing. I thought it was made up for the episode. I had to look it up. It was real. It lasted two years because nobody signed up. Why? Did they, did they create it after, like right before, like the Challenger blew up and people were like too afraid or? Yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, that's probably why. I mean, there's an entire scene in the show where they're, the kids are sitting around in a peace circle. And they're talking about what happened and everyone's saying, oh, man, Punky, you're a dumb bitch. You still want to go to space? You dumb bitch. They're basically shaming her. They really are. It's, it's, a, it's a shame circle. That's what it is. Well, Alan's like, oh, you want to go to space still, Punky? You're crazy. I just wanted her to be like, next season, your parents get divorced, Alan. God, can you imagine? Like, you want to be Rambo, Alan. Chill the fuck out. Also, that that Rocky joke, the, the Sylvester Stallone joke, was so stupid. He was Rocky too, and three, and four. I I feel bad. Like they don't give Mike good material to work with. They don't give anyone good material. I mean, look at Punky's spacesuit. And well, I mean, Brandon had a good spacesuit too. His, his little it. his little glasses and booties. It's very Mark and Mindy esque, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't dress Stellan McCoy up except for Halloween. That's the only time we dress them. 
I think that you should dress them up as astronauts this year. We want to dress them up as Bill and Ted. <laughs> I like that too. And uh, yeah, well, we we put a bow tie on McCoy, but that's about it. Oh, dogs usually don't like being dressed up. When we had our dogs, we dressed Gilbert up one Christmas, like in a sweater, and he stood there like a statue and like wouldn't move, and then just kind of like fell over. Stella used to have sweaters, and she loved them because she has no fur. So, so she's like, I'm warm now, and it's like fifty degrees. So I yeah. feel her. I'm always cold too. <laughs> But I don't know how they got that dog to dress up and to wink and to do card tricks. He's a Hollywood dog. They are magical creatures. Imagine he, him in, in the dog from Full House are auditioning for Air Bud. Like, like in, it's an actual audition and they both have sides and they're trying to read the script. Like, who's their agent? Like, who represents these animals in Hollywood? Bark Harrington, agent to the dogs. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but when when Buzz Aldrin shows up, their joke is so stupid. You're Buzz Aldrin? Sure am. Get out. That's me. Get out of town. I think that's wild. Well, when they say get out, he should have been like, I already did twice into space. I think that that's where they were going with it. But he did. he doesn't know how to act. Buzz Aldrin is a terrible actor. I mean, even just being himself, it's terrible. It was pretty bad. I Okay, so going back to the kids, the actress who played Margot, True Beverly Hills, um, their acting style, I don't think I was wrong when, they, when I called her a Muppet because they act like Muppets. Mm-hmm. 100% they do. Um, do you remember other episodes of Punky Brewster? Um, just, I mean, a couple, I mean, the one that really sticks out is like the freezer one when, she, when Cherry gets in the freezer. Well, do you remember the cave? No, not really. They go to this cave and it's like haunted. And then like they turn into, I where think... is there a cave in Chicago? <laughs> you know, the great, the great mountains of Chicago. I mean, it's, it's, more like a sewer pipe. it's like a sewer pipe. They go down and they crawl through like a manhole and like, that's the cave. But. Vincent Chevelli is is the the mystic guy who turns them into like Alan gets like turned into a vampire and stuck in the wall and Sherry does something stupid. Sherry always does something dumb. I mean, she's the like the she's the person that they always have doing something stupid that someone needs to like reprimand her and Punky's like, "Why are you doing that?" and this was a unsafe blah 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 i feel like they did that on family matters when she joined family matters like i mean that's her a lot the stupid one there's an entire episode of family matters where sherry is basically running drugs for her boyfriend and doesn't realize it what an idiot i can't (laughs) well of course course sherry's dumb she ends up marrying waldo geraldo ferdaldo in real life no on the show on family matters oh really Going back to what you said about the students not respecting Mike, I just realized they also called Mike crazy too. And like, I just want him to be like, you don't talk to me that way. I'm your teacher. He's not, I, but he's, he's like a friend. It it literally is like, it's like a group home. Like that's how I feel like he runs the classroom. It's a group home. And like, they're sitting down and like, this is their meeting and they're getting their feelings out. And that's all it is. It's not school. 
it, it's almost like it's a psych ward for like traumatized children. <laughs> like, like poor Punky is the orphan. I said this. It's depressing looking too. The school. Yeah, it it's like Punky's the orphan, but everyone else is shocked and traumatized by knowing an orphan. I know, I know, right? Like this is the token orphan. You have to be friends with her. It's She's not her in fault. The class. It's not her fault that the because sun will come out Margo, tomorrow. Like, oh, Margot's rich as shit. She's super rich, and she's kind of like a mean girl. Like, if she, why does Margot go to public school? Like, why isn't she in like a private school? She probably got kicked out. Oh, oh yeah. I, well, I guess I didn't think of it. She probably did. She got kicked but out is, for is, wanting is, to be a game show hostess. I know. Is, now, is her is their school like what's it called? Is it like PS like one eighteen? Is that like kind of PS one eighteen was from Hey Arnold? I know. It's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> No, it's probably like William Taft Elementary School or something like that. What grade are they supposed to be in? At least fourth grade or fifth grade. But, probably, yeah, probably like fifth grade. Yeah, Mike is doing a shitty job if his students want to be like the career choices. <laughs> Remember when I said you could be anything you wanted to be? Well, I lied. <laughs> I, I, basically. I like how it's like he has to go around like their kumbaya like feeling circle too. Like, is it okay that we did this? You should you try to do everything you want to do? Is it okay if things don't work out? Like, it's ridiculous. He kind of reminds me of the guidance counselor from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's a good comparison. Or or the guidance counselor from Daria. I love Daria. They should bring Daria back. They are. They're bringing Daria and Clone High back. They are? Yeah. But are they going to like make new episodes of Daria? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I love it. I don't know what they're going to do because like she aged in real time. So she probably is an adult and Quinn has like 50 kids. Quinn. Oh, so cute. I loved Quinn. She was so great. Oh, they're trying to bring back King of the Hill. I loved King of the Hill. They can't that is a do it. good. They... Oh, King of the Hill is so great. Brittany Murphy's dead. They can't bring back the show. I know, but I mean, still. <laughs> Honestly, and they need to do a spinoff with just Bobby as like a dapper gentleman. Oh my God, I love Bobby. Yeah, that's the one impression that I've been doing like the most on the podcast. Is uh... Really? It's an impression of Bobby? Yeah, I've been doing, hey, what's up? <laughs> Oh, do you should do an entire podcast as Bobby? Well, I would be delighted to. Love him. I love him. I honestly, if if Bobby Hill was in Punky's class, he'd be like, I don't understand why you would like to go to space when you can create your own fictional songs. That's amazing. No, I think Bobby Hill and Punky would be like a dream team. Oh yeah. <laughs> And and then you would have he would have Hank Hill and and Henry Watermont, er Punky that boy ain't right. Oh oh my God! I think that Hank Hill would be appalled by like Henry. Excuse me, sir. You take photographs? Oh, God dang it! Yes, that's exactly what it would be like. He would be very judgmental of him. He would think it'd be so weird that like a sixty-eight-year-old man would be taking in like this a, like this stray child and it's just not right for like a man to raise someone else it's a whole that's a whole saga 
Sir, you need to sell propane and propane accessories. Ugh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Punky doesn't really learn a lesson. She's like, she's like, yeah, I was sad, but now I'm okay. And I think the episode would have been much better if we didn't know that she was going to talk about the Challenger. Because <laughs> I feel like they didn't set it up in the beginning, though. They did. She's like. She, she's like a space shuttle blew up in her diary. I would have preferred not knowing that. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like she was, she was too okay with it. Like there wasn't enough emotion. She was like, I wrote it down. We talked about it. I cried. Yay, I'm happy because we can still all go to space because I met Buzz. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. <laughs> right? I, I just. Yeah. Is that why Buzz Lightyear is named Buzz Lightyear? Yes. I feel like my mind was just blown. I never made that connection. <laughs> what What were they going to call him? Buzz Armstrong? <laughs> I never even thought of that. Really? Never. Oh, wow. Writer's Giggle Basket, feel- bringing people together through wow. dead astronauts. <laughs> I never made that connection. Of all of, I feel like of all the astronauts who were, were on the Apollo mission to the moon, Buzz, uh, Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Aldrin, <laughs> Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong are the most known. And that poor third guy, Michael Collins, it's like no one fucking knows who he is. I didn't even know what his name was. So there, there, <laughs> that, there's that. Yeah, I, I just imagine her, because in in her uh, speech, she's like astronauts like Sally Ride and Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, and the third one. <laughs> My God. Oh man! Imagine being the third guy on the moon and no one giving a shit about you. Oh well, this is a prime example of me not even remembering his name. I totally forgot that there was a third person. You don't even really learn about that. Do kids learn about any of that kind of stuff anymore? No one cares about space anymore, and honestly, I know that that's the one place we'll be the safest. I'm, I'm sure there's no coronavirus on space, right? Tom Cruise is up in the space station, I think, soon or now, like, filming a movie. With Lance Bass, I bet. <laughs> Lance Bass, uh, Space Camp. Have you seen Single Parents? No. Well, the series got canceled after two seasons, but every season the kids go to Lance Bass Space Camp, where they learn how to do Broadway musicals and learn space and aeronautics. How is that not an amazing show? Why has that not lasted more than two seasons? Corona got it canceled. Oh, Corona, you ruin everything. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I really just, I think I had a whole vision of what Punky was like based on like my memories of watching it as a kid. And it's not something that I've ever really kind of revisited and watched. Cause I like Full House example, I feel like Full House was in syndication like forever. So you, I, I can rewatch Full House episodes and appreciate the 80s of them, but I, and I guess it's just kind of, that's the way it was. So I've seen it a hundred times, so it's kind of like a normal. And so my, my memory of Punky was, I guess the production value was a lot better in my mind. It had a beefier storyline. The characters were more developed and there was better acting. And when I rewatched this, this heavy version of this show i was kind of disappointed well they're bringing it back how 
she's gonna it's gonna be like fuller house she's an adult stop it no they're not is it gonna be on netflix on peacock oh and so it's all gonna be on peacock yeah so her husband on the show is freddie prince jr <gasps> i will watch it just for that that's that's how they're gonna get an audience i love freddie prince jr so we briefly talked about some of the episodes I'm going to go into some deep dives into later seasons of Punky Brewster, and I want to get your your reactions. Okay. Okay, shoot. So, Punky's friend, I believe his name is Deacon? His dad is an alcoholic and takes Punky, Henry, and Deacon on a fishing trip while driving drunk. I remember this. Yes, I remember this. And it's the dad from Doogie Hauser. Yes, I do remember that. Um, also, Punky in season four gets a boyfriend played by Mark Paul Gossler. <gasps> really? Because they were dating at the time. In real life? Yeah. Did he have his long Zach Morris hair? Uh, kind of. Like, it was around the time of uh, I Love You, Miss Bliss, or good morning miss bliss or go fuck yourself miss bliss he was he was, he looked like such a baby in that i mean the first season of of say by the bell he's super young he is i feel like him and um screech are really young and everyone else is like 25 everyone else has like a deep voice and like facial hair hey how's it going zach i know Ugh. They uh, did, how long did they date for in real life? Four years. Oh, uh, him and Soleil Moon Fry, maybe a year, because then he moved on to Lark Voorhees. My gosh. Okay, so we talked about the changes. So for five episodes, Changes was the name of the episode where where Harry, uh, Henry has a massive heart attack, goes into the hospital. But then there's another episode where both... Henry and Betty get into a car accident and have to go to trial. Really? Yeah. Um, then that same kid, Deacon, there's another episode where Deacon kidnaps Brandon because <laughs> his dad's an alcoholic. Really? I don't remember that. Where yeah. does he take him? How does he get him? Why was Brandon unattended? Uh, Brandon and Punky had a fight, meaning she got mad at Brandon, and because he's a dog, <laughs> he just runs away. I love it. Then, then we have, uh, yeah, Alan's parents get divorced, and apparently that episode was dark. Clearly. Um, and yeah, divorce Anderson style. Alan has been coming to Punky's house uh, an awful lot and staying for meals and almost the entire day. And the reason is that he's terrified to go home because his parents are getting a divorce. Do his parents not notice? I mean, I, I feel like as a kid, like my parents would know if I wasn't home. It, it was it was shorthand for like neglectful parents. Like that's what. Like, divorce was shorthand for, we have our own problems. We both have shady lawyers. The kid doesn't really matter. Apparently, clearly. 
And then uh, Punky fakes a book report and steals and gets in trouble and basically can't go to the DeBarge concert with Henry. So she plagiarizes. Yes, but DeBarge is in the episode. Uh, there you go. Rhythm of the Wraps night. It up in the package. So yeah, th- those, and then of course you have the one where uh, they're playing hide and seek, and Sherry, like an idiot, goes into uh, the the refrigerator. Which that is that most known episode. That and the one where her cousin drinks the Drano. Yes. Um. And then there's the first episode when uh, Henry finds Punky. Do you know how he finds her? She's like living across the hall as a squatter. Stop. Yeah. Does she, doesn't she like sneak into his house for food? Yes. Yeah. Where are your parents, Punky? <laughs> but yeah. Also, Does he not, and she introduces herself. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, nice to meet you. <laughs> Uh, so how long yeah. does she live in the hall squatting before Henry realizes she's the only one there? <laughs> it would be funny if it was like twelve years. <laughs> she's been squatting for like two years now. She was that's wild. She was seven, and now she's nine. And then, that's wild. but also another thing that I noticed to let people know that the show takes place in Chicago is that. Henry has Punky on his shoulders and he's taking her to a Chicago Cubs game. That's the only reason why I knew it was Chicago. Yeah. I mean, they did the same thing on Perfect Strangers, too. Did they really? Yeah, Belky and Larry go to a Chicago Cubs game. Okay, you know. So, how many bagels would you give this episode? Oh, my God. I feel like we could talk about Punky Brewster and everything that goes into it for... A very very long time. I mean, how many how many bagels do I get? Is it like one out of five? No, you get a baker's dozen. So like, it depends on how good the episode is and how bad. Like, does of, it age well? Punky? Yeah. I mean, Punky's bad. Punky's bad. The the, the show is bad. She is bad. The crazy thing is, it was almost Feruza Bach. I mean, the, it's iconic, though. I mean, I feel like the the Punky is a part of, like, 80s pop culture. But we don't know why. Is that, I don't know. Like, how popular was it? I mean, like, it had four seasons. Yeah, and it would have had five or six if, you know, the body shaming thing didn't happen. I agree. I feel like Punky could have gone a lot longer and gotten a lot deeper if that didn't occur. What if it went all the way up till she was 18 and the series ends with like Henry dying and now she's on her own? Then she could have gotten a spinoff. Well, every episode is just her going to Henry's grave and, and telling what happened in her day. Well, how long did Small Wonder last? Uh, five seasons. Did it really? But you got to keep in mind, it started in like 83 or 84 when there wasn't like a lot on. And that wasn't NBC. That was like daytime syndication. That's crazy. Okay. Well, then I guess I give it six. You're way too kind. I mean, like, six. 
Yeah, I mean, this episode is just so bizarre, especially since, like, the Challenger, because this was Saturday morning at, like, 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. This was a morning show? Yeah, it, it was on, like, around, it, it basically got replaced by, um, uh, Say by the Bell. Wow. Yeah, it was this and Small, uh, not Small Wonder, it was this and some other 80s, Mr. Belvedere. And then, like, Say by the Bell and California Dreams replaced both of them. Thank the Lord for that. Yeah. Who needs, wow. you know, parents getting divorced when you can have Zach Morris pretending to be Jewish to get out of school to go to a Dodger game? I love that. I love that. So, no, I still give it a six because I feel like it's a, it's, it, that's where it needs to be. Okay. I'm giving it five. It's just. Why five? it's so inappropriate and in how they shame punky for still wanting to follow her dreams. It's like, Oh fuck you. You want to go to space? How dare you still not be afraid of blowing up? I still stand by my six. You can stand by your six. It's literally <laughs> right down the middle, right so, down the middle, right down the middle. So Allie, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Allie will be back. Always. Yes. But you'll literally be back in a month for Halloween. <laughs> I will. I will. Yes. My favorite time of year. So, yes. And uh, do you have anything going on that you want to talk about or no? <laughs> There's nothing going on because we're all still stuck at home. We're doing this via Zoom. We're not. I'm not in my cool headphone with my cool microphone like I typically am when I do this with you. It's like my favorite part. So, <laughs> Sorry. All right. So I'll do the Zoom. It's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> well, Next uh, next time we're watching Clone High. You can watch. I'll send out the link for everyone. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and I have my other podcast, Hell Is a Musical, which uh, new episode should be premiering next week. So until next time, I'm Scott Kerlin. Bye. Yeah.